Hi, this is Stephen Ambrose, Senior Pastor at Wapak Naz. I want to welcome you to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope and pray that this message goes deep into your DNA, is encouraging, relevant to your life, a means for you to engage with God and experience His love, and moves you to impact your world. We at Wapak Naz believe firmly that you matter to God. We are glad that you are taking the risk to engage with Him today. Wapak Naz is love people loving people to Jesus, and it takes people to partner with us to be on mission and bring this message to our community, the region, and the world. If you would like to financially partner with Wapak Naz to love people to Jesus, join us by going to our website at wapaknaz.org and becoming a financial partner. We thank you, we pray for you, we love you, and enjoy the message. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is good. Has it been a good morning so far? You ready to fall asleep? <laughs> no! No, no. All right. I want to start off this morning a little controversial. You ready for this? OH! There it is. OH! One more time. OH! For all you Michigan fans, that's controversial, right? Hey, this morning I want to talk to you and teach you about the IO principle. Have you ever known those folks in your life who are the I.O.? My wife and I call them the information officers. I.O.s are I.O.s because they want to know all the info, right? They, they, they keep their ear to the pavement. They listen to people's conversations. They know the everythings that are happening everywhere around you. They know the detail for detail, the person for person, place for place. They even want to tell you even if you didn't ask, the information that they have. Do you know an I.O.? Do you have anybody in mind? My wife and I, our niece, Megan, she's what, nine? She just turned ten, didn't she? Oh my goodness, she just turned ten. Now, she, she, she is not plugged into the informational highway yet, but she's going to be an I.O. Why? Because she never forgets. She never forgets anything. If she's read a book, watched a movie, or been in an experience, she will tell you exactly what happened, word for word, scene for scene, what you wore, what you did, what you didn't do, what you said. Even after you stopped listening like five minutes ago, she just continues. She's an I.O. Do you know an I.O.? Oh, we have heads that are shaking. I.O.'s know major and minor incidents they know traffic they know closures they know everything that they that you don't know they know everything no one knows because they know that one person who knows that other person who's related to that cousin on that committee those are ios do you know an io an information officer guess what here's the thing I think we're more like IOs than we think we are. IOs are IOs because they want to know the info. When God calls us to something, we want to know before we go, don't we? When we read the scripture and our lives are misaligned with the scripture and we have this sense of, you know what, I shouldn't be doing that. I should be choosing this or I should be going there. We want to know before we go, don't we? We want to we know the information before we trust. 
We want to know before we give. We want to know before we grace. We want to know before we forgive. We want to know before we surrender. We just want to know what God knows before we even do anything. Because we reason that God is the all-knowing. Who's holding back on us what He already knows. God, just let me know the outcomes. Let me know what's going to happen when I do this. Or when I choose this. Or when I don't do that. God, I want to know before I go. I want to know it. I want to know all the info before I'm all in. I think we're more like the information officer than we realize. But is that how the kingdom of God opens up? Is that how miracles, miraculous moments unfold before our eyes? Is that God, really how God relates to humanity? Well, this morning, let's find out. Let's find out together. We're going to discover this together. So, I've got scriptures up on the screen. Yes, there are a lot of scriptures. That's okay. We're going to read through those scriptures. If you want to pull out your phone because you have the Bible app on your phone, that's great. You can do that. If you want to use the Pew Bible, that's fine. If you have your own Bible, that's cool. If you don't want to use any one of those, they're on the screen for you. And we're going to rock through these. But as we go through these scriptures, I know, Quinn, we're almost there. It's okay. As we go through these scriptures, I want to see if you can see it. If you can discover the I.O. principle of the kingdom of God. So, we're going to run through them fairly quickly. But we're going to find out. You ready? You ready for this journey? I'm ready for the journey. Let's do this. John chapter 2, verse 1 through whatever, because I forget. I think it's 11. There we go. On the third day, a wedding took place in Can- at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Dear woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My time has not yet come. His mother, Mary, said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone jars, the kind used by the Jews in ceremonial washing, each holding 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, Fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. Then he told them, Now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet. They did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned to wine. He did not realize where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink, because they wouldn't know, right? But you saved the best till now. This the first of his miraculous signs Jesus performed in Cana, Galilee. He thus revealed his glory and his disciples put their faith in him. Did you, did you see it? Did you see the I.O. principle at work? I don't think, I, let, let's see. Next story, John chapter 4, ver, starting at verse 46. 
See if you can catch it. Once more, he visited Cana in Galilee. Interesting, where he had just turned water to wine. You just read that story. Uncanny, is it not? And there was a certain royal official whose son lay sick at Capernaum. When this man heard that Jesus had arrived in Galilee from Judea, he went to him and begged him to come heal his son, who was close to death. Unless you people see miraculous signs and wonders, Jesus told him, you will never believe. The royal official said, Sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus replied, You may go. Your son will live. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. While he was on his way, his servants met him with the news that his boy was living. Miraculous. When he inquired as to the time when his son got better, they said, The fever left him yesterday at the seventh hour. Now watch this. The father realized that this was the exact time at which Jesus said to him, your son will live. And might I add, it was the exact time that he took Jesus at his word and departed. So, he and his household believed. This was the second miraculous sign that Jesus performed. Did you see it? The I.O. principle at work? Oh, I don't think you're catching it. Let's get it. All right, Luke chapter 5. This is a short story. You might be able to find it. Let's see if we can discover it. When Jesus had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. Have you ever felt like your work, you were just spinning your wheels? Oh my goodness, Peter knows that. But because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. Did you see it? Did you see the I.O. principle unfold before your eyes? I don't think you're catching it. Let's try one more time. Mark chapter 6. Very short story. 35 to 38, I think. But this time, it was late in the day, and his disciples came to him. This is a remote place. This is not a short story. This is a little bit longer. And they said, it's already very late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding village, countryside, and villages and buy themselves something to eat. They're hungry. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take eight months' wages. Are we to go and spend that much money on bread to give it to them to eat? In other words, that would be a waste of money. How many loaves do you have? Jesus asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, five and two fish. They found something more than just loaves. They found some fish. It's the first po' boy. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. This is a creative moment. Watch what happens. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the loaves and the two fish, looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to set before the people. Oh. He also divided the fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls. Wait a second. They started out with five and two. How in the world is that? Five and two, that's seven. There's not 12 basketfuls. They picked up 12 basketfuls of broken pieces. The number of people, the number of men who ate were 5,000. If you just want to say 
man plus one plus one, family of three, that's about 15,000 people. Holy moly. Did you see it? Did you discover it? Where's the I.O. principle at work? The biblical I.O. principle of the kingdom of God. Did you see it? Oh, one more. One more. You ready for this? All right, short story. This is a really short story. Just a few verses. As he was going, as Jesus was going to the village, ten men who had leprosy, some skin disease, met him. They stood at a distance and called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. When he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests. As they went, they were cleansed. Did you see it? All last story, last story. Honest, last story. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, friends, haven't you caught any fish? No. I love Quinn. That's awesome. No, they answered. Throw your net on the right side of the the boat and you will find some. Now, this is a different story than the one we read earlier. Luke chapter 5, John 21, two different stories. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it's the Lord. Did you see it? The I.O. principle, I don't think you saw it. Can I have a teenager? I need a teenager up here. I don't care who you are. I mean, I care who you are, but I I need a teenager. You're not going to do anything that, Ethan, get up here. Ethan, get up here. All right, Nathan. Come on down, Nathan. What I need you to do, can you choose a child from Pier 252? So kindergarten to fifth grade. And I I need them to be a volunteer. You just go out. One, two, three, go. One, two, three, go. Come on down, whoever you are. Oh, hey, come on down. Come on down. Come on. Can you introduce yourself? I'm Emma. Hi, Emma. Say hi, Emma. Awesome. Emma, would you hold out your hand for a second? <laughs> Just kidding. Hold out your hand. Oh. Thank you. What is that? A dollar. I'm giving that dollar to you. Thank you. You're just a proud mom and dad. I'm a little overclipped. That's so sweet. So, Emma, that is yours. Okay. You get to keep that. Do whatever you want with it. You can spend it. You can save it. What do you think? What, what do you want to buy with that? I don't know. You don't know? So, I'd like to ask one thing before you go. Okay. Would you give that dollar to somebody that's not related to you? Yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Remember, you go, go give it to him. You're okay. Hey, Dino. Emma's giving you a ten, uh, $1 bill. Come on back up, Emma. Come on back up. That was yours, right? And you, you chose to give it away. I, I asked you, you didn't have to, did you? No. You didn't have to. No. Hold out your hand. What do you got there? 
bill. A $10 bill. That's yours. That's yours to keep. You own that. I've given it to you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now that you have $10 rather than $1, what, do you, what would you like to spend that on? I don't know. You don't know? She, I know she doesn't have everything in the world. Is there something that you've, all, you've wanted to buy? I don't know. There might have been something, but I think I forget. Stocks, bonds, mutual funds, <laughs> retirement account? <laughs> no? No. Okay. <laughs> so, that's yours. You own it. You can do whatever you want with it. Okay. Would you mind giving that to somebody no. that's not related to you? No. You don't mind doing that? No. I don't. What? All right. Oh, giving it to Zadie. Woo! Come on down. Come on down. High five. Wow, please don't. <laughs> wow. We put her into some fitness classes here. Okay. Hold out your hand. What is that? A $20 bill. $20 bill. That's yours. Now do you know what you want to buy with it? I don't know. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, can we give this young lady a hand? High five. Now, I want to ask you a couple questions here real quick before I, I let you go back. Did you even know what was going to happen when you came down here? No. Did you know that I had a dollar to give to you? No. Did you know that I had $10 waiting for you if you gave the dollar? Mm -mm. Did you know that I had $20 waiting for you if you gave the, the $10 away? No. No? You didn't know any of the info. You just, you just went ahead and did it, right? High five. All right. You have taught us a lesson. You may go back to your seat. She taught us a great lesson, didn't she? Folks. The I.O. principle. The biblical principle, the I.O. biblical principle is very simple. Very simple. Immediate obedience. Immediate obedience. That's the simple principle that unfolds, that opens up the kingdom of God to you and me. It unleashes the storehouses of God. I'm not talking financially, right? Most of Jesus' parables dealt with finances, and most of us think in finances. That's why I use that as a representation. This is not, this is not a prosperity gospel moment. That's not why I did that, okay? But as we operate, as the kingdom of God operates, the kingdom of God opens up to you and me. Did you see the I.O. principles at work? When Jesus told those servants to fill the jars of water, what did they do? They filled the jars of water. They did not know before they went. They just went. And when He said, take some of the water out, 
and give it to the master. They didn't know what was about to happen. They just did what they were asked to do. They, did, uh, they were immediately obedient. It's the I.O. principle at work. And what happened? Water turned to wine. The man, who's the royal official whose son was on his deathbed, wanted Jesus to come to his home to heal him. But Jesus said, go and your son will live. And notice what the scripture says. The man took Jesus at his word and departed. The I.O. principle was at work. The kingdom of God was unfolding before his very eyes, and he didn't know it. He didn't know the info before he went. He just went. When we read the story about the disciples who had worked all night long, and their work didn't feel like it generated anything, Jesus said, hey, put your net into deep water. And the scripture says, when they had done so, the kingdom of God opened up and unleashed on them. The I.O. principle at work. Immediate obedience. When we read about the disciples feeding the 5,000, it didn't happen right after Jesus gave thanks and broke the bed. It unfolded before their very eyes when they started operating according to the principle of immediate obedience in the Bible. The miracle wouldn't have worked had they not stepped out. And the miracle wouldn't have unfolded before their very eyes until they went out and collected the basketfuls. Those that were cleansed. The scripture says, as they went. We don't know when it happened on their journey. But I can tell you from the story, one of them didn't go to the priest. One of them came back to Jesus and said, thank you. He didn't even get to the priest. He didn't even get to the church. He didn't even get to the temple. He just went. And as he went, he was cleansed. And then another long, hard day of work. And nothing was produced. And Jesus said, hey, friends. Hey, throw it onto the right side of the boat. And it said, when they did... I owe immediate obedience. Folks, if you want your faith to be real and genuine, authentic, and greater than it is now, then what we are to do is do what our faith calls us to do. The simple good things that the Scripture unfolds to us right away. Do good. If at, all, if at all possible, live at peace with one another as it depends on you. Share the Gospel and the hope that you have. Forgive as you have been forgiven. Give to God what is God's. These are not profound. They are very simple. The scriptures unfold this general revelation to us. And if we begin to become immediately obedient in the moment, then the kingdom of God will unfold. As Zach said, childlike faith, right? Our kids are teaching us. Our teenagers are teaching us. And the example that they're setting for us is 
They're reading the Word of God. And they're doing what it says. Very simply. It's not complicated. It is more difficult than I'm saying. But as you begin to step out and do as God says, whether it's a general statement from Scripture or a very specific statement to your spirit, to who you are, the kingdom of God will unfold before your very eyes. The miracle of multiplication will unfold, will open up to you. Healing wounds will happen. Relationships begin reconciled. Pray for those who persecute you. The kingdom of God unfolds before your very eyes. Give to that person. The kingdom of God unfolds before your very eyes. Folks, obedience cannot wait. Understanding can. Obedience cannot wait. Understanding will unfold once you become obedient. So the charge before you and me. Not only pray, but read the Word of God and ask what does the Word of God want me to do today? And do it. Very simple. And if you are sitting in here for the first time and you do not believe in Jesus Christ, your challenge this week along with all of us. Even if you don't believe in God, you don't believe in Jesus, here's your challenge. Every day, starting tomorrow morning, when you get up, before you go out and do the business of your day, Jesus, I don't know if you're real. God, I don't know if you're real, but I'm going to talk to you right now. Tell me what to do today. And if you tell me what to do, I'm going to do it. You may not even hear Jesus speak. That's fine. He may not talk to you. But, at any point in this week, and you talk to Him, and some point through your day, you're like, I need to pay for that person's groceries. I need to call that friend I haven't talked to. I, I need to text message my family member that has been distant. Or, I just need to let people go before me. And I'll come later. Whatever it is, do it. And I guarantee you, I guarantee you God will open Himself up. Here's the principle that works. Why does this work? Because Scripture says, draw near to God. This isn't just in prayer. This is putting to practice what the Word says. When you open your heart, the kingdom of God opens up to you. We often think, kingdom of God land in my lap. Doesn't happen that way. The I.O. principle shows us. The heart is a, the heart is a trust muscle. As soon as we open the trust muscle, we say, I'm going to trust you, even though I don't understand it. God shows up in ways that you've never thought He would show up. Heavenly Father, I thank You for who You are. 
I trust you. I've learned this principle in my life. And sometimes I ignore it. I ignore it. I'll admit it. And I ask that you forgive me when I ignore it. But God, I want my life, our lives, to walk in the I.O. principle that the kingdom of God just begins to expand before our very eyes because we stepped into the way the kingdom of God operates. It happened with Moses. It happened with Peter. It happened with Matthew. It happened with Saul. It happened with a lot of these folks that we read in Scripture. When they had done so, so they filled the jars. Simple acts that opens up to miraculous moments in our life. God, I'm hoping and praying for miraculous moments in people's lives. So Lord, help us be immediately obedient to what you call, to what you say. May we just not listen, but do what you say. Do good. Bless. Bring joy. Bring light. Bring hope. Invite. Share a meal. Forgive. Grace. Mercy. Serve. God, whatever it is, unleash it on us, Lord Father. We are here. We are your servants. And open up the kingdom of God to all of us. I ask this in your name, Jesus. Amen. I'm going to invite Alexia up. Come on down, Alexia. Well, um, I guess it's afternoon. So good afternoon, guys. Um, <laughs> um, I'm Alexia. Um, I am a freshman at Wapak High School, and I am the engage at the White House here at uh, Wapak Nows. Um, would y'all please stand? Would you guys please love the Lord? your God, with all your heart, your soul, and your mind and strength. And would you please love your neighbor as yourself. Now go on, get home, and take your Nazarene nap. Thank you for listening to the Wapak Naz podcast. We hope you were moved deeply to step into God and the hope and future he has for you, and that you were moved to be salt, light, and yeast in your community, and to love people to Jesus.